0: When I started off on my fitness journey, as most of us do, I didn't really know what I was doing. And, like, what I mean by when I started on my fitness journey, I'm talking about like the first like 12 years that I was exercising and lifting weights on a day-to-day basis because I started lifting weights regularly when I was, you know, like 18 years old, right? Like at the end of high school. And kept doing it pretty much, you know, throughout college and throughout my 20s, and it took me until I was 30 or 31 to really start understanding how to do it properly and how to build muscle. Um, you know, and then and then finally between age 30 and 34 I put on about 20 pounds of muscle. And see The thing about it is there are so many of us, so many of you listening to this, that exercise quite frequently but just don't do it in the most efficient way or even more importantly, don't do the other things that you need to do to actually get a result that you want. And you'll hear me and lots of other fitness people always talk about protein and specifically we're telling you oftentimes to get one gram of protein per pound of body weight, one gram of protein per pound of target body weight, however you want to look at it. Now, uh, the reason we say target body weight sometimes is let's say that someone, you know, needs to lose uh, 50, 60 pounds of body fat, you know, maybe they're 220 pounds and they feel that appropriate body weight for them would be 160. Then we'll use target body weight being 160 as opposed to 220. But anyway, um, So we're talking about one gram of protein per pound of body weight or target body weight. You're going to hear this all the time from me, from other fitness people. And you might first wonder why. You might wonder, what does that look like? And yeah, I wanted to go over that in this episode. So uh, in general, we live in a society where getting enough protein is challenging. See, because first off, those FDA recommendations for protein Are absolutely ridiculous. Like it'll tell you, like uh, you know, the whole the the food pyramid, the, the plate that you see that's got like all those grains and lots of vegetables, and then like barely a little bit of protein. You know, it's got like a little sliver of chicken on there, and of course it's chicken. It's it's never red meat or anything like that. No, but like the amount of protein that they tell you to get is like. 0.4 Point four grams. I think it's less. Is it like 0.3 grams per pound of body weight? Something like that, right? Something ridiculous, which is not even going to allow you to maintain any muscle on your body. Like, essentially, if you follow the FDA recommendations, you'll probably end up at best just slender with no muscle, and it, you know, at worst, skinny fat or or like obese, right? And so, getting enough protein in our diet obviously for people who want to build muscle, it's the most important thing, but also for people who want to burn body fat, it's it's your greatest ally in terms of a diet. Because what happens when we get enough protein in our diet? When we get enough protein in our diet, we no longer are craving all of the junk. It's very hard. Like, Trust me, if you ever actually eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight in a day, it's hard to do because protein is a filling, satiating food, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh yeah, I'm not really like craving those like sugar bomb mocha mocha things that I get from Starbucks or the bubble teas or you know the, the the chips and the like. Like if you focus on eating protein first, you just you've deleted your cravings for the crap that you like to eat. And believe me, the crap that you like to eat is what leads you to eating way too many calories and then being in a calorie surplus and being overweight in general. And unfortunately, we live in a society where it's like carbs are convenient. You go to a gas station, you always, you know, there's carbs, carbs, super fast, restaurants. Like, let's be honest, even even restaurants that are like pretty good restaurants, it's just, it's carbs. It's, it's so many different carbs. And, you know, when we combine it with like the highly processed foods, the fried foods, it's just like it's not a conducive environment to get a lot of protein. And protein is what most of us are lacking. And so... What I want to talk about is why this recommendation of one gram of protein per pound of body weight and then what does that actually look like? Okay, so getting one gram of protein per pound of body weight, what does this mean? This means if you weigh 150 pounds, right? Let's say you weigh 150 pounds and this this advice goes for men and women, okay? You weigh 150 pounds and... Okay, let's even just take the example. Let's, yeah, just for simplicity purposes, let's say you weigh 150 pounds and you're being told you need to eat 150 grams of protein per day. Why? Okay, well, that's going to help you build and maintain the most amount of muscle and it's also going to be the best thing that you can do to keep a lower body fat percentage because when you're moving your body and you're eating high amounts of protein, that's going to tell your body, okay, we need to maintain the muscle because protein is the building blocks of muscle. We need to maintain muscle. Having as much muscle on your body as possible is also going to help you burn more fat because muscle is going to boost your metabolism, et cetera. So this is why we want to aim for one gram of protein per pound of body weight. See, like statistically, okay, like the, the data will show that in order to build and preserve muscle, you need like at least 0.7 or 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight per day and realistically it's best to just kind of shoot for 1 gram per pound of body weight um, because then even if you miss by a little bit you're still you know you're still basically getting what's needed but the FDA or whatever recommendations are not enough. The FDA recommendations are not optimal at all. They're enough for you to survive. Like think of a lot of the recommendations that they give, you know, via the FDA as, as what's what you need like to survive, right? Which might be if you're 150 pounds, like 50 or 60 grams of protein per day. But it's in no way optimal. The best way to probably be optimal is to get well over 100 or even up to that 150 grams of protein per day. Uh, Protein is probably the most important macronutrient. There are three macronutrients, proteins, fats, and carbs. Proteins and fats are essentials. Carbs are technically not essentials, but I do feel that most of us should be having carbs from time to time. Um, Anyway, but protein is probably the most important one, and it's the one that we're lacking the most often. Um, So you're being told to eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight because, like I said, that's going to be the best way for you to build and preserve muscle, which is then also, in the long run, especially going to be the best way for you to maintain a low body fat. Percentage. So, what does one gram of protein per pound of body weight actually look like? Well, let's take that 150 pound person. Let's say it's a 100. We have we have two separate people. Okay, we have a 150 pound person who's trying to build a little bit of muscle, and then we have a 200 pound person who thinks that they're about 50 pounds overweight, and they need to get down to 150 pounds eventually. Now, I know that for not all of us, it's not going to be 150. Me, for example, I between I eat between 200 and 250, honestly. Like, my body weight is around 210, um, and I try to make sure I always get over 200. I'm shooting for that one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Um, And believe me, eating 200 or more grams of protein every day is not easy. It's a task. It's a chore. You have to put effort into it. Anyway, and so... Let's take the example, though, of the 150-pound people or the person that weighs 200, but the target body weight is 150. So what I'm saying is you should be eating 150 grams of protein in those cases. Now, let's take like a typical diet. A typical diet that someone might eat in the U.S., for example, is maybe going to look like this. Okay, I had a bagel and maybe some orange juice for breakfast, maybe a banana. For lunch, I have a turkey sandwich and like a little side salad. For dinner, I may have something that's a little bit more substantial. Um, Maybe, you know, let's even call it like a, a, well, let's call it a steak, right? I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't use the example of a steak because let's be honest, there's not that many people that are eating a full steak for dinner, but we'll even, we'll call it a small steak. We'll say six to eight ounces of a steak, right? And then some potatoes and some broccoli. Now, what did you just get all in that? Okay, well, if the bagel for breakfast and what I mentioned for breakfast is probably like 10 total grams. There is protein in these carbohydrate, you know, foods that are so-called carbohydrates, but not that much, right? So, bagel is maybe going to be up to 10 grams of protein, 10 grams for breakfast. Um, Then for lunch, the turkey sandwich, depending on how much meat or cheese they put in it, it's probably going to be like 20 grams salad, maybe, I don't know, five grams, depending on what all's in it. So, you're maybe at like 35 grams on the day. Now, if you actually eat a full steak, let's, see, let's say it's just like an 8-ounce steak. You can get bigger ones, right? But if you eat a full 8-ounce steak, that's 40 grams of protein probably about, right? And then maybe the potatoes add another 5, vegetables add another 5. You might get 50 for dinner. You just got 85 grams of protein in your day, okay? So, when you think that through, what I'm telling you to do is very difficult. Get 150 grams is very, very difficult, we're either looking at, if we do three meals a day, we're looking at 50 grams each meal. So it might be like literally that dinner times three, but you might have to cut some of the carbs, right? Because you're not going to be able to eat that much steak or your protein type foods if you're filling too much up on the potatoes, for example, or the bagels, right? So what you might do is you might like, let's say for breakfast, you might switch the bagel for eggs, Now, eggs don't have that much by themselves, but each one is going to have about six grams of protein. Let's say you do four to six. Okay, let's round it to five. Five eggs for breakfast, that's 30 grams. Um, Then let's say for lunch, instead of a turkey sandwich, you do like a chicken breast with some side vegetables. The chicken breast, if it's eight ounces, like your steak would be, that's going to be another 40 grams plus five for the the vegetables. Um, You know, now you're probably at 80 grams total by the time you're done with lunch. Then you add the same large dinner. Now you're at about 130 now you're getting there you see it's larger quantities of the heavy protein foods which are mainly you know meat chicken eggs etc um A lot of people. This is where protein shakes can come in handy. I'm not someone who likes to use protein shakes or bars or powders that often, but it can come in handy just to get a little snack. Where you say, "Oh, you know, I crushed a protein shake at 10 o'clock in the morning, or even right before bed, because I didn't quite hit my protein target. Now I went from 120 up to 150. Okay, and this is why for most people. Not necessarily for everybody, but for most people, it's easier to do this if you break this down into four or five or even six somewhat smaller meals just because most of us are going to struggle to eat you know, 50-plus grams of protein in one meal. I do it fine because I'm larger than the average person, but a lot of you listening, especially if you're that 150-pound person, it's going to be hard to get 50 grams of protein um in in each meal right so maybe you break it down into five smaller meals of 30 grams each this is a, that's like a classic bodybuilding style there five meals 30 grams each right but The point is, is you have to find ways to keep adding more protein to your diet. And like I said, what this is going to do long term is it's going to make it so it's easier for you to build and preserve muscle and also ding, 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 easier to maintain a low body fat percentage because number one, you're going to be more satiated. You're not going to have all those carb junk cravings if you eat enough protein. And number two, just having more muscle on your body is going to slowly boost your metabolism. Muscle boosts our metabolism. All right. Now there's lots of ways you can do this. The best sources of protein in my opinion are mostly the animal sources try to get them from you know good non-processed sources um you know but things like meat whether it's chicken or red meat fish eggs turkey anything like that is great um you know as long as you're getting it i don't like to eat like a lot of like packaged meat and stuff because that stuff or how do i put this like you know the uh The stuff that's like highly processed with a bunch of salt that you get, you know, in these little like mini packages from, um, it's like already sliced up and everything that has like a bunch of excess salt. Like that stuff is not, uh, uh, like the cold cuts, that stuff is technically not very good for us. But if you get like a, um, you know, a meat or a protein source that like the only ingredient is the meat itself, it says just beef, just chicken, just turkey, whatever, you're golden, right? Um, and then other than that like I said there you know you can use protein powders if you need to. There are of course vegan sources of protein um, if you're vegetarian or vegan that are pretty good well for vegetarians I love still having adding a lot of eggs. Um, if you can have dairy milk is a pretty good source. Um, and then you know I mean among the, the plant-based sources, none of them have quite the same quality and quantity um, you know just per gram so to speak as the the animal-based sources but you can do it you you can do it there are ways that you can figure out how to do it it's just a little bit harder that way but anyway shoot for that one gram of protein per pound of body weight that's probably going to be your best friend in terms of your body composition okay whether you're trying to build muscle burn fat or a combination of both that one gram of protein per pound of body weight is probably what you need okay i hope this was useful talk again soon love y'all peace